1: The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia,
2: and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, June 15th, 2022, Season 18, Episode number 13. Welcome to the latest and the very last Cowboys Break before we head to training camp in Oxnard, California, later this summer. That'll be late July, so uh, we'll have a bit of a month, about a month here, uh, to be able to relax and get away from football a little bit and reset and be ready to kick it into high gear when we get to training camp in Oxnard. Uh, we're going to recap this offseason. There's so many different things that have happened this offseason. I got a lot of questions for these guys uh, just to give you a full glimpse of what they think of the offseason now, I mean, of off now that the Cowboys have gotten through that and now are looking forward to uh, training camp. Uh, we're going to start the conversation with uh, Dalton Schultz. There's a lot of news floating around him and in the third segment of course we have got a little uh a little information that that mr hellman's going to provide a little news update that mr hellman's going to provide uh for you guys uh here in the third segment and by the way if uh, you guys have any questions want to ask some questions about the offseason you're welcome to do that in the third second the number is 888-855-2297 how's
3: everybody doing today I'm doing wonderful, Derek. That was a hell of an intro. I think Is you covered you covered the gamut. I'm getting good at this thing, man. I yeah. really am. <laughs> Year 17? <17, laughs> 18. 18. Come on, man. I just said it's I don't 18. listen. What are I we don't doing? listen to the number. <laughs> <laughs> Never how, have. How you
4: doing? I'm like, I got nervous. My. Anxiety traits. Even though I know what it is, I'm like, "Oh, oh. what is it?" It sounds very
2: ominous. Sounds very ominous. It's not ominous. It's a good thing. We'll talk about it in the third segment. Nick, how are you doing today? Great. Thank Stop you. grimacing over there. I'm, Smile.
0: I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Just wait until this announcement, and we'll see uh, okay. whatever whatever Dave's announcement is. Okay. For, right. How I take it? I right.
3: actually was. Um, I was you were you were talking about like going on summer vacation and I was I was thinking to myself like oh the, the Cowboys might be beating us uh, by a step or two because that's sort of feel like, like this is the most anticlimactic minicamp week that I can yeah. that I can ever remember because you know, minicamp is like the payoff of everything it's like well they start you know they're working out in February then they get on the field a little bit then the OTA start mm-hmm. and it's three mandatory practices that are a little more intense they're not here they're not here today and i will see about tomorrow i don't know but like they did one day and it sounds like that might be it which i don't blame them at all i mean it's the off season i think you're mm-hmm. supposed to be smart about that type of stuff but uh so dalton schultz was here yesterday and then it's just like all right we're good like this is i don't know Like i just it feels kind of
0: like oh okay mm-hmm. i don't i don't know how to explain it i mean you know coaches want practices you know they 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 want as much time as they can i think this team got docked a whole practice for for by the nfl for you know not not for you know violating some of the the procedures and rules and so so if that's such a huge deal i mean I, I don't understand it but i mean you know the next practice that i coach in the nfl will be the first so i i don't know but i just feel like you know all these restrictions you would think that there's a way to 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 get them on the field and do things differently but you know, we'll see. He, he knows. You know, especially when you look at practice yesterday, I mean, I saw thirty-seven flags out there. It was not a good practice. It was very, it was very ugly in a lot of ways. Just doesn't seem. You know, if you played basketball and you're shooting right before the game, and you just brick one, and they're like, "Okay, you ready for the game?" I'm like, no, no. Let me make one before we start. Yeah, let me get this That's not right. the yeah. practice that you want to just be like, "We're good here. Let's go to Oxnard."
4: Yeah, I've kind of given up on trying to make it make sense because a lot of things that have happened since last year towards the end of the year into this off season into yesterday i'm like why like how please someone what is it that i'm not understanding what is it that i'm not seeing like i wear glasses but damn like <laughs> sorry
3: no, i don't, don't
4: know if apologize like, is that a <laughs> no. No. it's the last show before break great
2: yes it's what we're doing it's what Sorry. we're doing today
3: i guess <laughs>
4: no but i'm just it, it's what very frustrating <laughs> because you seriously i just don't understand it and sometimes i'm like okay is it my knowledge is it my lack of knowledge but then i talk to you guys and other people and it's like i feel like everyone everyone is on the same boat and like even watching practice yesterday it was kind of a joke to be honest like Everybody, you know, you, you some of Not it there were there were far. good I, there were moments that were very laughable, but funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were other that were impressive, I think. Some of the rookies did stand out and I'm actually very much looking forward to some of these defensive players heading into training camp. Mm-hmm. They did stand out yesterday for sure. So that was an exciting part, but going back to Nick's point it's just like certain things just don't don't make sense as to why are we not able to go out there today it's
3: see I'll I'll actually I'll be the nice guy like I don't care I don't care at all um yesterday's practice wasn't great but that's not the point of these practices like McCarthy has said it over and over and over again probably because he knows what it looks like when you go out there and see it is like, they're not. They're not game planning to beat an opponent. They're installing their stuff, and that's that's what that looks like. You got a lot of rookies. You're asking a lot of young guys to do things, and then on top of that, uh, they've they've lost a lot of personnel to injury. I mean, we haven't seen Jaron Curse or Malik Hooker in the last two weeks. Uh, C.D. Lamb is dealing with something. James Washington has been dealing with something. Jalen Tolbert just came back um Dante Fowler missed last week he was there yesterday um but guys have just been in and out of the lineup and I look at it and I'm like okay we've installed you call them installs each practice you're going over part of the scheme that you want to put in and you say all right we've probably accomplished what we need to accomplish in terms of does everybody understand what we want from them when we do start practicing for real and can we just get out of this without anybody being seriously yeah. hurt and they're like yeah we're good and i mean i know maybe that doesn't sit well these are professional football players i get it but i'd rather get out of the spring with everybody feeling okay and we having so a good idea of what people, they're doing though. see that
0: yeah i mean like that's it, one of those things if like remember a couple years ago when it's like they don't have any preseason games were you worried about that i mean was like well does it really matter? But, I mean, why have 90 people on the roster if you're not going to cater to them? And, yes, they have a lot of guys injured. But, I mean, you're taking opportunities away from these young receivers, young a players.
2: A make it use right. that. Right.
0: Yeah. Could, could love to have that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I I get it. You know, there's on one side it's like, just get to the games. You know, when you think about Tyron Smith, you're like, can we just get to the opener? And <laughs> right. just Just – Skip through Fast all forward. this kind of stuff, you know. Use the cheat code. Just get to the end and what, whatever. But it, you know, it is important for some other people. I keep thinking of Garrett's line. You know, we are, we're for practice here. Yeah, you know, yeah, fair. But I mean, I haven't heard that since Garrett left. No,
2: I haven't either. Look, I'm not going to kill the guy for the process. I'll never kill anybody for the process because ultimately you got to try new things sometimes. And even this may be something he just feels like, hey, I, it might give us an advantage over here or an advantage over there. Ultimately, what we're going to judge him on is. Come September, are you're they sure. winning ball games, and are they healthy, and like those are the things we're going to judge him on. So let's wait and see. Yeah, you know, right. at the at the end of the day, he's the one that has to have has to have the pulse of his team, and ultimately he's going to be held accountable for how that all manifests itself in September. So that's when we'll judge and his job
4: is on the line. That's this exactly year. right. So
2: however you want to do it, I, I think that, I think that's absolutely right. And so however he wants to do it, go for it. But ultimately, he's got to be accountable, and he's gonna have to walk into Jerry's office at the end of next season and justify all of this stuff and what it means once you get to the regular season and the postseason.
3: I wonder how those conversations truly go behind closed doors. Like, I mean, Jerry Jerry is a very open book, but he like he can be much more direct in private. Very. I was about. To, you would know better than anybody sitting. I'll just at this say
2: table. this: I've been in some meetings where. I I was very happy. I was not on the other end yeah. of, of some of the things he was saying. Like I, he, he's a very direct person and holds people accountable. Which and, and I, I'm guessing the football coach would probably be held more accountable than, say, you know whoever else
3: is in charge of whatever other department in this organization. I would just love to hear that. You know, Mike is like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do like a team activity on Wednesday. We we'll just kind of wind this thing down. We don't need all of these practices. And Jerry's just like. Okay, if right. that's <laughs> what you want to do. Right. <laughs> don't think I'll forget about that's this. That's Exactly later. right. That's exactly right. All right, let's
2: talk about Dalton Schultz. Um, he was out of OTAs last week, uh, and it was obviously he was he's trying to make a point. He wants a new deal. Um, and Cowboys, uh, I don't know that they've necessarily. I think they're obviously they're negotiating. Um, my question for you guys is. How important is this to the Cowboys? I mean I know Dalton wants the new deal. Cowboys have him under franchise tag. they don't necessarily I don't think have to do anything but is this something that's kind of important to them for other reasons where maybe they feel like it helps them to get a deal done?
3: I think there's always I mean let's let's I think we all agree like you know Dalton Schultz is not uh, Travis Kelsey. he's mm-hmm. not George Kittle. Um, I know shocking analysis right <laughs> keep going though. What do you like? Like who's okay, those two. Right. Yeah, and yeah. Then who's the third. No, I mean, and that's and that's, and the, that's a fair point. That what, is a fair point. Yeah. That is a completely fair point, and I think that's probably Dalton Schultz's point. I, I don't think Dalton Schultz would try to argue that he's those guys. But yeah. he's like, keep going down the list and yeah. see where you think I fall. I bet right it's higher there. than you probably give it credit for. Yeah. Um I don't think the Cowboys need to do anything if they don't want to. But um I do think you have to consider that that conversation of like, well, you know, you want to give young guys the idea that the organization is going to do right by them. Like Dalton Schultz is, he's a model player. He's gotten better every year that he's been here. Mm-hmm. Right kind of guy. As long as we're bringing up old Jason Garrettisms, um, and yet, like, you, it's good for an organization to reward guys like that because the other guys see it. You know, and you don't want everybody thinking like, as soon as it's time to pay me, they're going to start acting like jerks. Uh, so. In that regard, I am looking at the list now. Uh, Mark Andrews, probably yeah. better than Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Uh, just for the record, he was sixth last,
2: yard, last year in yards. He's a, uh, among, among tight ends. Mm-hmm. He was third in receptions, and he was fourth in t- touchdowns. So he's right up there top so, five in, in almost every category.
3: I'll go as I'll, I think Kittle, Kelsey, Mark Andrews, um, Darren Waller. Then I mean, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. You probably put him above him, but that's you don't also, even need to worry about yeah. Kyle Pitts. He can't even negotiate a new deal for two years, so yeah. that's not even important. But then after like after four or five guys, you're like, yep, that's okay. And so, problems, yeah. I think the Cowboys would probably love to sign him to. The, I think they would be willing to sign with that type of deal. Okay, is he willing to play ball? Is he willing to accept that? I don't know. So let's put some numbers to you, Jeff. Something.
2: Nick?
0: Well. Uh, go ahead. Right. I was going
2: to say, let's put some numbers to it. You have David and Joku, who just got his new deal from Cleveland. Uh, listen to these numbers, and then I want you to tell me if you would do this deal, or or would you have to be less than this in order to make it work? Four years, fifty four point seven five million is what he got. Thirteen point seven million is the average per year, and twenty eight million guaranteed. Would you be willing to give Dalton Schultz that deal? No,
0: I'm not doing that. That me personally, I'm not. I, I, I want to wait one more year. Uh, with him. I want to see what it's like. I mean, when they don't, I mean, because they had, he's always played with at least two really good receivers on the outside and a running game that's been really pretty good. Um, let's see what happens when he's a little bit more of the focal point. And is he, you know, I'm not saying the numbers are hollow, but I'm just saying they haven't led to a lot of uh, on field success. I'd like to see it one more year. I think the Cowboys should do that. And I don't think they should get in, involved with what, you know, other teams are doing with their guys. I mean, they know what they've got to do. They've got a quarterback making you know forty million a year. They've got a corner and a linebacker that's going to be needing some big money here in a couple of years too. So I I don't think I would do that. I, I'd make him prove it one more year. My question
3: with that is like, is is the personnel around Dalton Schultz going to change? I mean, C.D. Lamb's going to be here. Mm-hmm. Michael Gallup just resigned. Uh, here. They just drafted Jalen Tolbert, who everybody feels great about. Like Dak, Dak Prescott is here, and we'll see what happens with Zeke. But like they're going to invest in the running game one way or the other. If they have to cut Zeke or whatever they wind up
0: doing, they'll get somebody in there. Uh, what, what I, I guess what I'm really saying is, is this year, I think defenses are going to probably, I wouldn't say game plan, but they might give him a little bit more attention. How does he handle that? If he handles that and still... Is you know the same type of numbers? Then I think that that's a good sign. But if it's you know, I think we all look at it like he's kind of been the security blanket guy, catches underneath, turns upfield, you know, makes plays, and there's that's good. But I think I want to see what happens when he's a little bit more of the focal point. And if he handles that and still has the success, then I think you know now if that happens, that's three years in a row of really good numbers, and the fourteen that that price tag is not going so to. So you're probably going to pay more than that's the, the risk that you take. Yeah, and, and that's. that's that's the
3: problem, yeah. as, and you know they bet on Tyrone Crawford a, a long time ago, and they were wrong. And that's that's a tough bet to make because defensive tackles, I mean, other than Aaron Donald, like, I didn't say that Tyrone. I, I mean, I love Tyrone, but like, <laughs> whatever, forty-five million dollar contract. Like, he yeah. didn't, he no, didn't play up to what they were banking on. Yeah. Um, it's hard to get sacks as a defensive tackle unless you're. Aaron Donald. Like, you know, six, seven in a season is amazing. That's what you're hoping for. They also didn't know what they were doing with him. Like, he was all sure. over the map defensive tackle, defensive end. My, the point that I'm making is like, as long as Dalton Schultz is healthy, his numbers are going to be good. Even if he is the focal point, you know, he, I mean, he's going to have 600, 700, 800. Like, he's going to have that type of production as long as he's in the lineup, just because he's the guy. And you can't you know, they're not going to triple team him every down when you've got C.D. Lamb and all these other guys to worry about. He's going to produce. Yeah. Like it's all, it's a damn near guarantee as long as he's healthy. And so the reason I say I would do it, I will say I looked up David Njoku's contract after we talked about this last week. He's, they're, they're locked in on him for three years. Like they can't really get away until yeah. 2025. I would like to structure it. A lot like Amari Cooper's deal, where after two years, you like just front load it so you can get out from under it quickly. Uh, again, like I don't know if he would agree to that. That's all; it's above my pay grade. But I would try to structure it that way. I would love to sign Dalton Schultz to a deal where 28 million is guaranteed and it all comes off the books immediately. They've got 23 million in cap space right now; like they could easily do that. Uh, and then after the 2023 season. If you don't feel good about the deal, you can get you can get away. I yeah. would I would you love just to just drafted a guy, so it gives you time I, to develop him maybe and see if he is the next guy. I think I think I said this last week, like two years at fourteen million versus one year at eleven, and then a very high probability that he will cost much more than that next year. Mm-hmm. I I would be happy to do it right now as if he were willing to sign for that type of money. Like we'll give you fifty bucks more than we gave than they gave in Joku, just so your agent can <laughs> brag about it, and we'll call it a day. Like I would be happy to do that. Amber, <laughs> would you do the deal?
4: No. <laughs> Not right now, definitely. I would, I'm would. i on Nick with this. I would wait to see what happens at the end once his tag ends and what he does this year, and then reassess the situations. And the, and the Cowboys are experts, are playing on their own time, doing de- deals on their own time, and waiting. I don't think that Dalton is really creating any pressure on the Cowboys at this point. And also, um, oh my god, I just blanked out. I was going to say something about him. Oh, that I'm You know how it always happens that you give a deal to a guy and then, oh, now they don't reflect what that money, like they're not supporting and backing up the kind of money that they're making. And I don't want to be extremely overcritical on Dalton Schultz because I think he has done a good job. I was ready to get rid of him several years ago, but he impressed me and everybody, I think, in the way that he progressed and took charge uh, once he took the step into the starting role. But... I'm pretty convinced that it would be one of those type of, like, yeah, they paid him a deal, and then now everybody's just criticizing him. He's not playing up to that kind of deal. And I just feel like it, it would be one of those decisions that I would be sitting here being like, what the heck? Like, why did the Cowboys give that? And what, Dalton is not doing much. Again, I'm just creating a story in my head, but that's just <laughs> kind of how I see it right now. I just need to see another more year, and then we talk.
2: Yeah, and I, I think ultimately and
3: Cowboys next year, have if he the asks power. For this Seventeen point. million a year, y'all are not going to be very happy, right? Well, Cowboys well, so. have the power at this point, but it
2: flips next year. Can he blog by then?
4: Yeah.
3: Ooh, uh. we're coming with the
2: real mm. today. I was
4: asking. I mean, can he learn how to blog better this year? That's the thing. I mean, you got to look for a complete tight end, not just half tight end.
2: Well, but you know that's also part of the point. Like you start looking around these names, we were just throwing out. There aren't a lot of complete tight ends in NFL anymore. That's, and yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what it, there really isn't. It's just not that. And the game, are has yeah, the game has changed. Yeah, the game has changed. It's not. You're not finding those guys as much anymore. You're, they're coming in with guys like Cal Pitts. Kyle Pitts is a pass catcher. Let's be real. He is a wide receiver that has a big body, so you can put him at tight end. That's what he is.
3: I, and, I'll offer the hot take that Dalton Schultz is not an amazing blocker. I don't think he's the garbage that a lot of people portray him to be. I think he struggles in space against better athletes and that's when you notice it is you yeah. know if it's like he's got to seal the edge because he's the last guy in space and and sometimes he doesn't do it and of course like that w- he needs to do that type of stuff i get it but like i think his shortcomings get highlighted because they are their big moments like you know when you ask him to get on the line and chip the end or double team like he can do that stuff yeah. he's not awful at it it's the big but then there are those snapshot moments, which ironically it was Jarwin that mm-hmm. missed the block on Zeke in week one that everybody remembers. Mm. Um, yeah.
0: But those are the types of plays where maybe he struggles a little bit, but they're so memorable. That's the thing about a tight end. I mean, it's a classic tweener position. It always has been. I mean, it, 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 there's a mismatch one way or another. Yep. Whether you know you put, try to put a corner on a tight end, he'll, he'll overpower him. You put a linebacker, you'll run by him. But then you also have to block defensive ends, and and so there's, you know, you're always in a on a mismatch. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. So, the great ones are the ones that can figure out how to hold their own when it's, you know, not to their advantage, and then take advantage of the others. And you know, we saw Witten do it for years, and Schultz does it at times. But I agree. I mean, he could be a better blocker, you know, but he but he's not terrible at it. And he, you know, he has that chip on his shoulder. He, He 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 plays with that and. I think I think this will be a, a, obviously going to be a big year for him. But I think looking at what the Cowboys have to do and contract-wise, I would probably wait. I would just take my chances on this one. And if that means you have to pay more, that's what it means.
2: All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to get into our off-season review. We're going to start with the question, which player was the biggest loss for the Cowboys this off-season? We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
1: At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Back to the break.
0: Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands with Essler lenses, you'll see every exciting playbook and an appointment for you at your local Essler Experts and find the perfect Essler lens. See more, do more, Essler.
2: Welcome back to the second segment of The Break Life from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment is brought to you by Blockchain.com. Let's get into our off-season review. Uh, my first question for you guys, and on each of these questions, I'm going to give you prescribed answers. I know there may be others. These are the two I, or three I want you to work with and uh, give me your best answer out of them. Uh, the first question: Which player was the biggest or the bigger loss for the Cowboys? Either Randy Gregory, who became a free agent, who was a free agent that went to Denver, or Amari Cooper, who was traded to Cleveland. Bigger
3: loss. Cooper. Cooper. And, and, and yeah, I don't even think it's a question. And I mean, I love Randy, but. Amari's resume speaks for itself. Is it about the resume, or is it about what
0: was behind him? Behind, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, they they have replaced Cooper with James Washington and Jalen Tolbert. Hmm. I mean, and they and they've replaced Gregory with, um, you know, Dorrance Armstrong and Fowler who has you know his career year is better than than the you know gregory not obviously the upside and yeah. and you know just just the type of player that gregory is is a little bit more special um but from a production standpoint it's comparable and they're throwing a lot at it hoping that it all kind of sticks and they're really hoping that dan quinn can kind of make it work yeah. but
3: I'm, I'm the first one to like the whole quantity over quality i never bought it you get the better player. They offered the deal to Randy. They clearly wanted him. Having said that, I feel better about what is there, where Randy was, than what is where Amari was. Yeah. I just think you got a, a career, not great receiver in James Washington. His best his best season seven hundred thirty five yards. A rookie, and Michael Gallup, who you know we hope he'll be available by October, probably. Or you know what I mean? I don't. You don't want to put a specific timeline on it, but like he's he's not ready right yeah. now. Uh, so that I mean, yeah, it's just it's the receiver and this spring more than anything, it's just been troubling to sit there and be like, this is what they could be trotting out if things don't break their way. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, somebody was sitting next to me at practice. I don't even remember. I don't know. Who's number? uh, Dennis Houston. Houston. Dennis Houston was running with the ones yesterday, and somebody was like, they were like, do you think that means anything? I was like, yeah, it means nobody else is healthy. CD's not practicing. Washington's not practicing. Uh, Gallup Gallup hasn't. He's not ready to practice. I was just like, you were joking about Simi Fahoko. He is the reps king of this offseason. Hey, that's great for him. It's wonderful for for him. him. But... I don't like the idea of having to play a game with No, no, but right now, that's great for him. That's awesome for him. That's
4: that's the crazy thing that even if all of them, all the receivers were healthy right now and practicing, you still had questions. Mm -hmm. You still have questions whether they're going to be good enough put together, whether CeeDee Lamb can be the number one receiver, and Michael Gallup take charge as well, and we've seen him do it, but just in general, even if they were healthy, there were still questions around that. So now, at the aspect of them not being able to practice, you're even more concerned as opposed to the defensive line that you got your guys, you trust Dan Quinn, you got um, Sam Williams that I mean, I know these practices are very, you know, they're not heavy or anything, but he's done some things that I'm like intrigued and definitely excited to see what else he can do once they put the pads on, but I have a lot more trust on the defense than the offense.
2: Okay. Which offensive lineman will be missed more? Lyle Collins, who's gone to Cincinnati, or Connor Williams, who has gone to Miami? Now, factor in Terrence Steele is projected to replace Lyle Collins. Tyler Smith, the first round pick, is projected to replace Connor Williams. Who's going to be missed more?
3: Lyle Collins. And it's, I'm not trying to knock Terrence Steele. Like, I feel fine about Terrence Steele playing right tackle.
0: Go, Tigers. <laughs> there we go. Hey, that's my that's
3: my guy. I miss you, Elsie. Um, oh, I thought you were talking about the old coach. No, I you don't miss him? No, miss him at all. No. no. Okay. Um Thanks for trying to throw me off my train of thought. <laughs> it works. You're did. welcome T- Terrence Steele is Terrence Steele's fine. Like my issue is not with him. It's just like when you look at it in totality of the tackle position, odds are you're gonna need three, maybe four. They used mm. four last year. They used Ty and Secchi and Terrence Steele as backups to LC and Tyron. They'll probably have to again. And look at the depth from 1 to 3 or 4 and it's terrifying for me. I don't know about you Nick. Mm-hmm. I I haven't seen anything and it's it's OTAs I get it blah blah blah. Haven't seen anything from Matt Waletzko or Josh Ball that makes me think that that's not scary. No. Uh I actually I feel I feel already without trying to overreact too much. I feel so much better about the Tyler Smith pick. Mm-hmm. Like he he looks like he belongs, and he he looks like he belongs at guard and tackle. Honestly, like he's not winning every rep. He's not like dominating, but he just he looks good. Yeah. Um. But you're gonna move him out to tackle and screw up the guard situation. Like what? I don't feel good about it. And so, man, it would be nice to have a rock solid many year starter tackle like Lyle Collins. Like I, for the life of me. That just felt like a move that didn't need to be made. Yeah. Like they, they made themselves worse on purpose, almost. Like, I, yeah, I, I don't feel good about it.
0: Right. Even what they did with the money, they, did <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do anything. I was, I was like trick question. <laughs> I straight no, up, I was <laughs> like, what they do with the money? <laughs> 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 um,
4: next year we're always looking into yeah, the future. I, you know,
0: the only thing you know about about Lyle that I. I I mean, not the only thing. I mean, when when he's healthy, I think he can be a really good right tackle, and I think he seems like his career is going to be rejuvenated. I have a feeling. Yeah, I do just too. down, you know, just with the Bengals, and it's like LSU North up there, and you know, like it's it's a perfect fit for for him. And um, but but you know, he was the ass kicker of the of the line. I mean, he was the enforcer. If you hit Dak out of bounds in Washington, he's the one that's going to going to punch you, and and that's they need that. They need that for sure and so Maybe they got it. We'll have to see. Yeah. Maybe the rookie is that, but we'll have to see. Maybe. I Maybe. mean and needs to be. Needs yeah. to be, but they yeah. they they need that. They they need that guy and that was a role that he played. So, uh I do think that he's going to be missed more than Connor Williams um for a couple of reasons and that's one of them. Okay.
4: That's a very good question. And Thank you. <laughs> and I can't make up my mind because there are reasons for both of them. Like, But, you know, I, I really liked Terrence Steele. And for some reason, I feel that once Lyle Collins came back into the mix, things just kind of got messed up in the middle of the season. You're not so, wrong. For that reason, I'm just going to go ahead and say... And I know Connor had a lot of problems. Okay? We we had issues I guard, but at the same time it just felt like it was just one position position that you needed to fix. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm split half and half. They both have a good amount of why it's it's bad decision not to have them here. And I know it was kind of time to move on from Connor Williams, but I just I don't know what to expect that like, guard position just yet.
3: Mm-hmm. The thing for me is like they would have had to re-sign Connor. They would have I mean what? He got 7 million yeah. or yeah. 7 million a year, which isn't a ton but I mean, yeah. they don't they don't like handing out money, big it's money in Dallas want to,
2: to pay. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh so that's a new contract where like Lyle was here. And so they have 23 million in space. They'd have 13 if he was here. Like that's the way, and, and, and they're not, they don't seem like they're in a rush to go spend all that money. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, I know Dak's hit is going to go up. I know that Trayvon's coming. And you can't roll that money over. So, yeah. But that's a, that, I get it. And that's their problem to worry about. But that's a tough sell. That's a tough sell for a team that felt pretty yeah. good last year that you're like, well, we can roll this over and use it on guys that are already here. Like that, that, that's not getting anybody excited. Yeah,
0: and it sounds like Miami. I mean, they're playing Connor Williams at center. Yeah, I heard that. That's the plan. At we'll least. see. Yeah, so, yeah, that was part of, you know, I don't now if they watched this tape at training camp and preseason at center, it wouldn't be worth seven million. I don't know what they're seeing there, but I mean, you know, maybe they're actually going to let him snap and you know in the offseason to practice to, to get yeah, ready. Maybe for the season. So that would help him. That would help him if, you know, if you practice more. We're for practice.
3: Mystifying to this day.
0: (laughs) Hey, we're at camp
3: now. Do you think you could snap? You want to try this? Yeah. (laughs) You want to try this? Hall of Fame games in six days. How do you feel about snapping? Yeah. All
2: right, let's move on to draft. Not including Tyler Smith, which rookie has a chance to have the greatest impact this season between Sam Williams
3: and Jalen Tolbert? Tolbert's a starter. It's got to be Tolbert just because of what they don't have. I mean, especially when Michael Gallup's out, he'll he should be a starter. And hopefully, even when Michael Gallup's ready, he's still playing a lot of snaps. So, I think him. Sam
0: Williams, though.
3: I, I saw a lot yeah. of commentary coming out of
2: practice yesterday. Again, we're talking about a June practice, <laughs> but everybody's talking about him like, oh my gosh, this guy couldn't be blocked, you know, and that by, kind of thing by so. Matt Willetsko.
3: Yeah, right. I'm just <laughs> right. saying,
0: like, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but yeah. that keep that in mind. He's not, it's not Tyron Smith. But, but and, and you were on the draft show, and you've said this multiple times, I mean, those guys that were getting picked in the top ten at offensive tackle, they're on Sam Williams' highlight reel, too. I mean, hmm. he was beating those guys, right? Good he point. was beating... Cross and yeah. and the, I can't think of anyone else. Sorry, but I know there was a couple, <laughs> Evan of Neal, Evan Neal, a couple of SEC guys. So I mean, they've got to figure out his position. They're going to figure out what to do with him and how it works. And you know, he's probably not ready to be a three down player. But but when he is out there, what can he do? And you know, that's where Dan Quinn I think is going to help the most. That's the key, I mean, right there. They, I mean,
3: and it's I, I trust Dan Quinn. I, Dan Quinn's going to find something fun to do with him. Mm-hmm. I, I bet you his role. His, if I had to guess, I just think they're going to send him onto the field in nickel dime, like obvious pass passing situations, and say like, "Where's the Where's the most favorable matchup?" And where and and Sam, go get that guy. Like that could be off the left side, the right side. He's done some stuff in in the gaps at these practices, like basically blitzing. Like not, he's not a linebacker, but it's like, yeah, just stand over the guard and run and and sprint to the quarterback, like that type of stuff. So. I do think Dan Quinn can find a way to maximize his talent. This thing—it's still—it's really hard for for edge rushers to come in and and ball out right away. This is when I wish
2: they uh, they did pros like they do college and
3: they could put him in number eleven, just roll him out there and
2: just like make offenses not know who is who. Just have them both well, out there.
3: Even colleges can't—you can't, you can't I mean, have just, two of the same a, on it's the a, same it's side. A, it's okay, just
2: a joke. Just making sure. But my
3: point is, my point
2: is, like he's got the body build. He looks like Micah. I just think. There's got to be a way they're going to use him to do some things and move those. I think if you could, again, if you're not talking about him being a three-down player, it does he have some position flex? Can you move him around a little bit to where maybe you now have two players that can kind of do some different types of things and rush from different angles of the field? I think there's there's some stuff you can do with him, and I trust Dan Quinn to figure all that out.
0: Yeah, because la- look at last year, what he did with three rookies. Chauncey Golston missed all of the offseason uh, and training camp, and he came in and he was contributing – on a pretty good level, yep. there considering he didn't practice much. Osa had a really good rookie season. He he was thrown in there when Neville got hurt. He did a nice job. Obviously, Micah Parsons was the unanimous rookie of the year. So he has a pretty good track record with getting these rookies in a role that's comfortable for them, and that's what all the the players say. It it is. He knows how to dummy it down for them to understand immediately. But it's not so. It's it's not so easy to recognize for the offensive coordinators to figure out. And that's the balance I think for all coaches.
3: Let me flip this on its head a little bit. Um, what like Between those two, Jalen Tolbert and Sam Williams, whose success will mean more to the Cowboys? Like, And my point is, like, if Jalen Tolbert is a 7-800 yard receiver right away, 50-60-70 catches, that could be huge for an offense that we all agree has lost some talent. Yeah. yeah. Sam Williams, and I mean, that's wonderful. The more you can do, that's great. But like, there are guys, again, I think they've done a better job of addressing that. I think there are guys that can pick up that slack. I'm hoping Dante Fowler can have a great season. I'm hoping for more from Micah Parsons. Demarcus Lawrence is as healthy as he's been in a while. Like, there are veterans on this team that can and should pick up that slack. Like, if I can choose between the two. If Jalen Tolbert's not ready to go and not ready to be a productive pro right away, that could mean big-time trouble for this offense. Like, all of a sudden, you're looking at games where, like, nobody can get open. I just yeah. I think it's more important for him to be successful than Sam.
0: I mean, if they signed Julio Jones, would you be okay with
2: that? I think you're, I think you're signing as long as you... something that doesn't address your problem. Your problem right now is health. He is a guy that over the last how many years of his career he can't stay healthy. Like literally, he just cannot stay healthy. So I don't know that you're bringing in somebody that really
3: helps you because you don't you can't trust him to be healthy. Yeah, I'd be okay with it just in the sense of like you're throwing you're just throwing numbers at the problem. And as long I mean as long as you're not expecting 2016 Julio Jones to walk through the door, but if he I mean any receiver that wanted to sign for cheap who's capable of starting, I'd be fine with it because mm-hmm. I I. Their opinion and my opinion of like what they have at receiver are drastically different right now, and I can't wait to see who's right.
0: and And I just think that that you know we said it last week, give these guys an opportunity. you you know, you bring in a veteran like that. Now, yes, he can learn the offense and and you know he, he could probably pick it up whenever you you bring him in. But uh, you're just giving these young guys a chance. But you know if, if you come you're getting into camp and you're thinking, I don't know, I'm not sure if Gallup will be ready. Don't know much about any of these other guys. I'm throwing some more numbers at the problem and seeing now you're going to throw some numbers into your you know salary cap. Sure. But yeah, and that's the thing. Somebody it needs to be. I think they need a veteran. I just veteran. think a
2: guy like Julio, you have to pay him significant money. He ain't coming to play just for free. Right. Um, and but I just don't think
3: it factors. It doesn't match up with what you can expect from him from the standpoint of health. What is significant money though? I mean. Well, at this like with what Julio has put on tape these last, would he
2: take any less than twelve million for a year?
3: Uh, he better yeah. if he wants to. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I can't imagine too many teams are lining up to pay. the I get that, version but, of Julio. Well, let's
2: also remember, like he doesn't have to play. No, so that's why I'm saying I think it, there is. That's where I think that's where a lot of guys end up not playing football anymore is because what they're expecting and what they say is worth it for them to mm-hmm. put their bodies through, be away from their families, all that stuff. It's, it doesn't match up to the amount that teams are willing to pay. And so it's just like, well, of course I'm not going to go pay for what you're willing to pay me, so I guess I'm retired. But do
4: you think the Cowboys would really entertain no. that thought? I don't think so. That's
2: we're not just in their M.O. We're,
3: we're just filling off unless, office, yeah. unless yeah. And talking but,
2: unless, unless he was willing to take a substantial amount less than that. Like, if he's willing to take Four million. I don't think he yeah. is. But let's say he was willing to take four million. Then I think maybe the Cowboys look at it and they, because like, they love to, to bargain shop. We know that. Yeah. So I do think they would look at that and maybe say, eh, maybe that's worth it. If they if they think the player can give them something, I think they think yeah. it's worth it. But I just don't see that with a guy like Julio. He doesn't have to. He is already a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So at this point, yeah. he's playing for love of the game. He probably wouldn't be a starter after everybody's healthy. I wouldn't think at this point in his career.
0: So well, if everyone's healthy, he if everyone's healthy, he probably would be. If everyone's healthy, including him. Including him? Yeah. I mean, he's a health I still think it, uh, call me dumb, but a healthy a healthy Julio Jones is better than a healthy Michael Gallup. Yeah, but do you
2: think they would do that? Michael's a future. You you mm. think they you think they would make Julio the starter over him? Again, I, that's where I think Cowboys—they love their guys, and if they got their guys here, I don't yeah, think they're going to bring playing, somebody in. What
4: are you playing for this year? Is Mike I'm McCarthy? Not, I'm not questioning is Mike McCarthy right the
0: future. I'm saying is huh? Mike McCarthy the future? <laughs> depends on who you ask. <laughs> well, I'm, asking it, him or you asking? Yeah, well, me? no, you're asking him on Sunday morning when they're about to play the, against the Panthers or whoever. You're like, uh, I mean, yeah. this guy's a better player. I got to play him.
2: I get, I get all that. I'm just saying I don't. I would be shocked if the Cowboys made a move like that. That just doesn't seem like their MO. I
3: I agree with you. And it's really – I mean, I know I just said I'm concerned about receiver, but, like, I think they they seem content to roll with their guys and you know, hopefully Gallup can come back ASAP. And once he's back in the lineup, you know, it's okay. It's a, it should be fine, especially if Tolbert is who we think he is. I think, honestly, more going back to the tackle thing, like – there are some guys that are worth throwing five or six million dollars. Yeah, and you want to spend some money? Go, go yeah. find yeah. those guys. Go it's find me. Baby. There, there are swing tackles out there that are worth over overpaying like, again, like five, six million dollars. There are guys you could add to this defense. That's I'm not in. I'm not in love with. With what's available to you at receiver right now, like yeah. Will Fuller's intriguing, but he, his injury, injury problems are yep. just as substantial. OBJ injury. Like. I can't. I I can't wait to see what happens with OBJ. Like I wonder, he's going to hang around until like mid October, and then you know as the like league starts ending, yeah, he's like, who's good? Right. Like, or <laughs> can I get that? Or like, rate? you know, the Cowboys are like, this is a disaster. We have nothing at receiver. Odell, you healthy now? Can you, you ready play? To go? Oh yeah. <sighs> <laughs> like that—that's going to happen. Yes, like Odell's, Odell's going to sign somewhere on October 16th, and that team is going to have just blow the graphics out of the water. It's going to be a big thing. Yeah. Can't wait. It's going to be. Yeah. Fun. He's
0: probably going to go back to the Rams. They're going to be fine. He's I'm there guessing. now, and, and you know they don't. You know they don't have it. They don't have a salary cap. Yeah, they,
3: they're the only team that doesn't have to do that. So, that is that is the unsexy likelihood. Yeah, yeah and lot. yeah, they'll just keep stockpiling yeah. all they got, pros. They got tons pro of bowlers. Money. Yeah,
2: oh boy, I'm worried. Back with the Raiders. All right, let's take our final break when we come back. (laughs) Let's take our final break when we come back. we got a few more questions I want to hit. Dave's got his big announcement. We'll do all that before the end of the show. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
3: Back to the break.
0: Join us for Juneteenth in celebration with the Dallas Cowboys and Miller Lite at the Star in Frisco on Saturday, June 18th from 2 to 6 p.m. Enjoy live performances, play lawn games, and shop local black-owned businesses. For more information, visit the thestarinfrisco.com slash Juneteenth.
2: It'll be happening this Saturday, 2 p.m. out here at the Star. Make sure you come check it out. It should be a fun event. Um, final segment of the break. Uh, it is our final segment before we take a little break here. Uh, we'll be starting back up at training camp we'll start up uh, probably the first or second day of training camp. Uh, we'll have our same schedules we did last year. But we'll find you can find all that information on our website or app when we get a little closer to training camp. before we get our final question in I have for you guys, I do want to take a little time to let Dave make an announcement
3: for our uh, listeners out there Dave, take the floor it's yours okay uh i'm bad with emotions and displays of vulnerability i'm working on that in therapy so i'll just i'll just go um yeah as you might guess when derek teases a big announcement this is my last week with the dallas cowboys which makes this my last show as a dallas cowboys employee that's really surreal uh i mean you know Y- y'all know the way these things go. I told y'all a week ago. This has all sort of been brewing behind the scenes for the better part of a month, um, and I've been, you know, you reflect a lot in situations like that. And man, just what a, what a, what a trip it's been. Like I, I don't know how well y'all remember this. I mean, y'all had been here, but. Y'all hired me on sight unseen as a 24-year-old idiot. Like, which it's, you know, like, I I didn't even come in for an interview. Like, you know, the draft was around the corner. Y'all needed to get somebody in. Derek was like, what do you know about the Cowboys? And I was like, Tony Romo? (laughs) uh, And here we are. You know, I I remember, actually, I wanted to say uh, RIP to Miss Jeanette Scott as well. Uh, Another terrible loss for the organization first person I met when I walked into Valley Ranch Mm -hmm. and like you know beautiful smile I I was I remember being absolutely terrified I was like what am I getting into Mm -hmm. I'm at Valley Ranch right now and (laughs) uh, nine years later here we are I'm like Derek Nick thank y'all so much for taking a chance on me helping me grow my career Um, the good news is I'm not going very far Right. Um, so everyone relax a little bit I'm taking a new job to cover the Cowboys. I don't want to pimp it too much on Derek's airwaves, uh, but Fox Sports is hiring me to cover the Cowboys for them. I will be around. If you like the way I cover the team, you can still follow me do that. So, that's- And I will say
2: real quick, there's a good chance I'm at least holding a gun to Dave's head. There is a gun under this table right now. So he's going to have the right answer that he will not – be, this will not be the last time you'll see him on our platform. Dude,
3: I will. We'll I will take out. a. I will take a stab in the dark and say, <laughs> you looking for that gun. Yeah. yeah. Just. Just know there's some pointing at you. So you I, know. I. I. I would no be more guns. <laughs> Good point. Oh god. <laughs> Good point. I would be shocked if this is the last time I appear on a DallasCowboys.com dot com program. Uh, but for the time being, uh, yeah. I. I mean, it, it feels it's it's weird to say because like I will be doing a lot of the same stuff. You will still see me, but. I am closing this chapter on this company that uh it, I mean I always figured I'd be saying goodbye at some point but it's still weird as hell to be saying mm-hmm. it Um you know I, I thought I might be here for two or four years if I didn't completely crap the bed and here we are almost a decade later I've I'm in my 30s now. Uh, Mr. Hellman. Somebody called me Mr. Hellman yesterday, and I about had a panic attack. Um, So without rambling, though, I just – so, Derek, I I owe you the world, man. Thank you so much. Nick, you as well. I mean, you – you you know, Derek brought me in, but you've kind of – I've been your problem for the last (laughs) nine years. Um, and and we made it work. AG, I love you to death, buddy. I'm glad that we don't have to end our relationship. But I did I just wanted to say, and again, it's it's so surreal like because you know, we're all still here and, and a lot of there's a lot of people here, but over nine years, like the relationships that you form with people that come and go, and, and that's what I'm gonna miss the most is is the, the grunts, us that are here doing it, the amount of work that goes into this. So I did I just wrote down some names I wanted to say. Y'all three, obviously. Brian Broadus, my guy forever, taught me more than I will ever hope to remember about football. Kent Garrison, the amazing work that I've done with you, buddy. Ed Cahill, who was here before Kent, who brought Kent in. It's funny how that works, you know. Rowan brought you in. Rowan brought me in. Yeah. Uh, Chris Beam, hey, buddy. I mean, there's so many people here that like their job is to make me look good and never get their recognition for it. So, Chris, I love you. Uh, Shannon Gross, uh, Kevin and Scott Purcell, Roxanne Medina, my old homie Lindsey Draper, my producers on everything I do. Like, if you've ever liked a video I've done, Caden Gates, mm-hmm. Mike Marshall, Blake Silverthorne. Uh, Matt Kent makes like everything back there run. And I don't even understand the rocket science he does. Mm -hmm. Um, Nikki Harrison, uh, Douglas Barraclough, uh, I didn't forget you, if you're listening, Taylor Stern, but you're... Yeah, I mean, Taylor Stern I was and I... I was, going, going. And I was like, wham! <laughs> I was like, man. I mean, both of them. Yeah, I, was, I mean, yeah. I don't need to say anything about Kelsey Charles. Right, yeah. Like, she knows. That's that's my... I mean, we're bound for life. I, if she needed me to say something on the show, I mean, that's just ridiculous. I know she's listening. Yeah. I love you. Uh, Danny Sarek. Matt O'Neill, like I mean, remember Matt O'Neill? Maddie, that feels like a lifetime ago. Um, Did I forget anybody? Kay Clark, love you, Kay. Kay cried when I told her. Um, And then you know, mother of our bunch, people that you like, you're friends with them and you know about them, and then you're like, holy crap, I forgot we ever worked together. Nita Srikanth, Lauren Sokol, um, you've been around a long time. I know, man. it's it yeah a lot a lot goes into this and like we get to go on camera and look cool and talk about the cowboys but so many people put us here and i wanted to make sure i said that um so i hope i'm not rambling um it's it's been a wonderful journey i wouldn't trade it for the world i fully expect to keep working with y'all so that's that's sort of the thing I think that helps me hold it together is yeah. I don't really feel like I'm leaving. I'll be over in the other room with Todd Archer and Clarence Hill and those guys. Uh, so you'll still see me, you'll still hear me, but uh, maybe maybe not as often inside this building.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, what I love the most about what you've done is you've walked you walked in here with 20 you said 24? Yeah. You walked in here 24 years old, and you did it your way. And this is not the easiest place to work. You know, you got to understand that working for the Cowboys there's a kind of there's a cowboy way, you know. I mean, there's a way to do it and you got to learn how to do that. But you also you never changed kind of who you were. And you walked in here with your hair messy and wearing a flannel, and you're gonna walk out. of here. I wore a flannel, with a flannel today flannel on purpose. And your hair messy, and, and with his headphones on. With his headphones on, I used to I used to say all the time when this to drive Nick crazy. Yeah, you know, you'd oh, walk it in. It still does. So I called Nick it crazy. I called it Valley Ranch uh, University because it's like because it like you would come in, it was like you just walked by three people you could ask a question to, but you're listening to Big Crit or something like that. And <laughs>
2: probably so. And uh,
0: no, but 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 you know, and and we I made this joke several times. You got here. We're, we're, he's he's gonna be our rider, but what are, what are we gonna do with him? We don't mm-hmm. have a lot of stuff on his plate. And I always said you were the garage. The garage is empty. We just moved in. We don't know what to do with it. And now we can't park our car in here. We got all <laughs> kind of crap because we just kept putting stuff on your plate, and you you handled it. You grew yep. up a lot, but you didn't really ever change who you were. And I think that was that was big. And and all those people that are are pissed off right now, not pissed off, but they're gonna miss you. Like I'm right there. Like yeah. we'll, we'll we'll figure it out, but.
3: I don't know yes, if I. Sorry, to
1: miss you.
0: Um, thank you. I don't know if I ever like
3: truly learned the cowboy way. Like I, I yeah. I mean, I would stick out like a sore thumb a little bit around here. But you've okay. melted a little bit. In your, a, a little in your bit. Older each,
2: but yeah. But you've you stay true to who you are. And I'll tell you this, Dave. I. Um, when I think about all the people, and you, you mentioned a lot of people that have left this building. Go Which, ahead. Well,
3: and I, I realized I didn't read the name, and f- Lord forgive me for that. William Boykins, uh, just the man behind the scenes with everything we do. Put this. Put he's running the stream right now. He's he probably listening to from, it. He no, he okay. no he did not text me. He did not text me, but <laughs> he's probably listening right now. This whole place he is dedicated. Would, to this it. whole place would burn down if Will took more than like an hour off. So yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Shout out to you, buddy. Yeah, I was I was just gonna say. This when I think about
2: all the people that have left this building, and it is, we you know that's the one thing Nick and I being here as long as we have, we've seen a lot of people come and go, and really good people, good quality people. When I still have a lot of relationships with people that have left our team, um, and and I will say this for the for the sake of those out there listening, you guys have to get comfortable with the idea that we're going to lose good people over time. Because if we're not, that means we're not doing something right. Um, if there's someone that's working here and they're really talented and they keep growing. And there's no opportunity beyond that, and there are other people out there that have opportunities that give them more chance to do the things that they've been blessed to be able to do. They're going to take those opportunities at some point, and and that's something we got to be comfortable with, and you guys as fans got to be comfortable with. We'll find more talent, bring in more talent, but you guys got to pl- learn how to applaud these guys who end up leaving because yeah. there's a greater opportunity out there for them to grow, and that's a, that's a healthy thing. But I will say this about you, Dave. Um, one of the things I love about you, and and not every employee is like this, a uh, vast majority of employees are not like this, is you were the type of person that could be loved by everybody in the office, but you stayed out of the fray of the office politics. That's a hard thing to do. Um, you have a lot of friends up there on our floor, but whenever people are kind of having their little moments, which is the nature, you get five people together, going to be there's going to be mm-hmm. drama sometimes. You managed to—I I don't think I ever recall a time when somebody was like, Dave was the problem. Mm-hmm. It was always—Dave was just kind of like, guys, I'm friends with everybody here. We're all good. And that's what I love about you is you had that way of having relationships with everybody, but you stayed out of the drama. And And that is a great—a really, really great thing, especially from a manager's standpoint. When you have those kind of people— it makes a big difference because you need those people to stabilize all the other people that might be yeah. kind of losing it from time to time and having their moments and having their feelings at times that, that can kind of get a little frayed. It's it's important to have those kind of people. And so I just want you to know, man, I really appreciate Thanks, you. You, go, you have gone on my – My little ring of honor of Cowboys employees that have worked in my group—you're you're you're up there. You're in that list of those kind of people, the Alan Larkins of the world. Like you're up there with those guys, and you will forever be there. And I consider you a friend. Can I
3: get my like patch on my jacket? Like, yeah, it's coming.
2: It's in the mail. Thanks. It's
3: in the mail. Make sure it's flannel. It has Matt. to be yeah. <laughs> my, uh, I yeah. I got here. I might not have even been 24. I might have been 23. But I got here not knowing what the hell I was doing. And I was like, I'm just gonna bust my ass and Oop. keep my head down. And I mean, I don't always do a great job of that. I've ruffled feathers from time to time on plenty of occasions. But like, my goal has always been like, make great content. Keep my head down, and I'll be on. Like for a while, for a long time, I was like, "Is this the right attitude? Like maybe, maybe I, maybe this isn't the way to go." But I can't argue with the end result. I'll and tell I've, you this: I've grown so much. Making mistakes when you're swinging for the
2: fences—I I don't ever have a problem with that because, as a matter of fact, that's something that the organization tells us to do. So, in the times when you've made mistakes because you're trying to overreport, you're trying to do your job really well, those are the kind of things I look at, and I'm like, "Hey, I'll take that. I'd rather that than have to be." Pushing you forward to say, "Hey, do more. Figure out how you can well, do more." You know,
3: and, and you're right. And like, I don't know. It, it feels good to to leave, and and y'all will sign. You know, y'all get somebody else who can come in and be great. Because that's, yeah, the leeway that you give us, the stuff that you can do here, just and that's you know, credit to the Cowboys. That's kind of the way they do things. Is like the cowboy way. If you think you can do it, do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we would love to be able to do like eight different things with two people instead yeah. of eight. You know, uh, and so uh the the skills that i have acquired here i mean it's it's incredible so thank you for that
4: and i don't want to say too much because i'm a very sensitive and emotional person you've had
3: you've had tears in your eyes this whole show i see you over there
4: don't make i'll cry no but (laughs) i'm gonna miss you so much you have no idea you have no idea i have no clue how this show is gonna look like without you because that's all i know on this show and I love the work that you've done. I love how real you are. I love how you don't put up a front. You're just you. And I appreciate people like that. I love when I meet people like that. I'm going to miss you. And You see, I'm already sorry. I'm so sensitive. But I'm going to miss you sitting behind me. You know, we don't talk much up there because you're with your headphones all the time. <laughs> but but you're like the me, I guess. But like I feel that the the OG crew—not that the people we have now are not OGs or anything like that—but the initial crew, the people I met when yeah. I got here, our little crew is like, literally, you're, basic. I mean, other than me, you know, you're the last one to go, and I miss all those people so much. Even though it was not always very pretty, and there were issues here and there, and drama, but I really, really miss that our little group and I'm I'm just gonna miss hearing your voice and hearing your opinions and I've learned so much from you as well so very very sad to see you go but I'm extremely happy and excited for your new job and your new journey.
0: You almost got me. You almost <laughs> got me. That, you, thank you. Did You You said you're one of the last ones I thought of Rob. Did you even mention Rob?
4: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> I want to no, know. Because I know how you feel about Rob. No, so I, that's, I, that's one Rob. of those things sometimes you do that you you're yeah. just looking to make sure you don't forget somebody and you
3: and inevitably yeah yes yeah, yeah, and that yeah. your
0: relationship with Rob is is No, that's fun. you're and
3: and it's kind of like Kelsey like I'm like I don't need to say anything to Rob cuz he knows but for yes Rob Phillips my guy uh yeah that's my brother like we I mean him and I have been grinding through this thing for almost a decade at this point and that's the day the day that I told y'all he heard a whisper or something and he just he looked at me and like like me and rob do like rob and i communicate through gritted teeth most of the time (laughs) on the off chance somebody's listening Uh, he's like are you leaving me (laughs) like yeah i'm sorry i was gonna wait to tell you uh rob phillips you're the man uh it's been a pleasure working with you and again and i think that's part of it too is like i'll i'll see him in three weeks um But we'll yeah, we'll be I at mean, camp together. We we will. I
2: guarantee you, we will have you on shows. It it's gonna still it's, happen.
3: It's, it, it you know. Hey, chase your dreams. Like, and that's my my dream in life was to be a sports writer. And that's mm. like, like, at the age of twenty six, people would be like, "Well, what's your dream job?" And I'm like, "I have it." I mean, I never thought I'd work for the Cowboys, but this is what I always wanted to do. Yeah. Having you know, I've 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 traveled the whole country in this job. I've been to Europe because of this job. Um, I've seen these amazing Cowboy moments. I've gotten to know these amazing players. Um, but the thing that'll stick with me more than anything about the Dallas Cowboys is the people I met here and the relationships I made. Uh, I can't say enough about it. Yeah,
2: We're going to miss you, buddy, but uh, we'll see you around and uh, we'll still have you back and get your opinions on things and... Uh and so we'll just we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Looking forward but to it. Good luck to you, man. I, I am I'm very excited to see where this goes. I think you're gonna have some really great opportunities there. And I would not be shocked at all if I start seeing you on national programs like like you're the Stephen A. Smith of, of Fox Sports, and Dave's up there just giving these hot takes, I would not That's be he, shocked at all.
3: Y'all will let me show up and do TV in a flannel. I don't know if uh, Fox might be like, ah, oh, buddy. You got to do the manny suit now. Buddy, yeah, we got to. They're going to make you yeah, do the manny suit. I don't think anybody wants to see me in a suit that tight, <laughs> but we'll see. All right, guys, we appreciate you joining us. It's our wrap. We're going to be
2: back uh, at the beginning of training camp. We'll be out in Oxnard, California late July. Make sure you check the website for more information on when we'll be out there, when we'll start up our shows. So Till then for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio.
1: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this cowboys? Yeah!